This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, while your pay may be going up, your Senate-confirmed boss may not be so lucky. Members of Congress want the State Department to step up in defense of their LGBTQ workers overseas. And Veterans Affairs is now on the list for getting more money to upgrade its technology. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Many political appointees, along with the vice president, can expect a freeze on their salaries to continue through at least the end of 2022. The Office of Personnel Management released details for the impacted groups that are paid at or above the level of Executive Schedule 4. That includes employees serving in Executive Schedule positions and political appointments. The pay freeze extension comes after Congress last pushed the freeze out to February 18th. Pay rates for these groups have remained flat since 2014. The American Federation of Government Employees is calling on the Office of Personnel Management to continue maximizing telework and remote work options for its employees. This comes as OPM wants more of its employees to start returning to the office later this month, according to an AFGE press release. An OPM official told Federal News Network that the agency will continue collaborative efforts with union partners as it navigates an evolving hybrid work environment. A rainy day fund at the State Department took a hit from COVID-19 and may take years to recover. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman explains. The agency's Bureau of Consular Affairs is drawing down on carryover funds after passport and visa revenue dried up at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Bureau relies on these carryover funds from prior years to help fund its operations. The Bureau, by the end of fiscal 2019, had about $2 billion in this fund, enough to cover more than half its costs that year. But by the start of fiscal 2021, that fund shrank to $1.2 billion. While demand for passports and visas is growing, State Department officials told GAO that fee revenue may not return to pre-pandemic levels for several years. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Top Democrats on the House Foreign Affairs Committee are calling on the State Department to expand opportunities for LGBTQ diplomats. More than a third of countries currently deny visas to same-sex spouses, making these diplomatic assignments more difficult for many Foreign Service families. Committee Chairman Gregory Meeks joins committee members Joaquin Castro, David Cicilline, and Dina Titus in calling on the State Department to ensure same-sex couples receive the same diplomatic immunity and privileges as their peers, regardless of where they're stationed. The Biden administration is facing pushback from two powerful industry groups over its latest Buy American policy. The Office of Management and Budget released new guidance on April 18th requiring the use of American-made iron and steel for federally funded infrastructure projects from the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. But the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and the IT Industry Council say OMB's policy may not be a workable approach. The council says the policy does not reflect the global nature of supply chains or the feasibility of coming into compliance with the law's requirements. The Biden administration is telling agencies to improve customer experience around five cross-cutting areas. Those include helping members of the public who are approaching retirement age, recovering from a disaster, or transitioning from active-duty military service. Agencies are also directed to improve services that support low-income mothers and children, as well as those suffering from a sudden financial loss and may be newly eligible for public assistance programs. The administration is flagging these as life experiences that require service from multiple agencies and programs, and may be difficult for some users to navigate these layers of bureaucracy. 
The Justice Department's Inspector General is reviewing how the FBI is grappling with the dangers of an increasingly digital world. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The DOJIG is kicking off an audit to evaluate the actions the FBI is taking to protect sensitive investigations and operations from technological compromise. The audit will also review how the FBI trains its personnel to guard against the perils of technology. The IG also plans on looking at how the FBI is using technological advancements for counterintelligence against U.S. adversaries. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. A Coast Guard advisory group is digging into cybersecurity collaboration between federal agencies and the U.S. maritime industry. The National Maritime Security Advisory Committee announced an upcoming meeting on May 3rd and 4th. The committee will discuss how to improve information sharing about cyber risks that could cause a transportation security accident. Several U.S. ports have been hit with ransomware and other cyber attacks in recent years. TRICARE is expanding its coverage for childbirth options and breastfeeding support programs. A new five-year trial will cover six non-medical doula visits before birth. The doulas must be certified by one of five organizations. TRICARE will also now cover lactation counseling and coverage for group breastfeeding counseling as well. A recent study from the Defense Department confirms the importance of COVID booster shots. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. Active duty service members who received a COVID-19 booster were significantly less likely to be infected and show symptoms of the disease during the Omicron variant this winter. The Omicron surge dwarfed any other variant in the amount of people infected so far. The booster reduced the odds of developing symptomatic COVID by 63% compared to those who were vaccinated but not boosted. The rate of active duty service members getting their booster shot is low. As of January 31st, only about 25% of active duty service members were boosted. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Veterans Affairs Department joins the growing list of agencies receiving extra IT modernization money. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The Veterans Affairs Department is receiving an extra $10.5 million to accelerate its move to a single sign-in service for its VA.gov and its My Health portal. The Technology Modernization Fund Board made VA the third agency since March and seventh since Congress appropriated $1 billion in the American Rescue Plan Act to receive an award. VA says the extra funding will help support the transition of existing users to login.gov and create an in-person identity verification option for veterans. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And some Republican lawmakers voice concerns about investments for the thrift savings plan. Senators Marco Rubio, Tommy Tuberville, and Tom Cotton say they don't want the TSP putting any money towards Chinese companies. The senators have placed holds on the four board nominees for the agency in charge of the TSP, the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board. The lawmakers call on the prospective board members to commit to preventing any Chinese iFund investments. They're asking the nominees for a prompt reply. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.